Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Big announcement today. Big announcement today. Uh, we'll do that in about 10 minutes. A little career news, which I'm very excited about. And I'm going to have uh, some career advice for you. Okay. Then Excellent. I'm going to put it on the record. Great. I'll always take that. Well, I'll always you take don't that. always utilize my <laughs> advice, but you do <laughs> take Lately, it. Lately, I've done a better job, I think. <laughs> That's true. We'll find out. Now's the time to find out. Uh, have uh, you been uh, listening, and do you have yes. any input? Have I been following your uh, career advice? Uh, first of all, let's talk about... Me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> okay, you are like angelic today. You're other than your coat. You're all in white. You have yeah, white shirt, I know. white pants. Looks like brand new white it's, shoes. Uh, certainly uh, new hokas because wow. of you know when you reach a certain mile point as far as putting miles on, everything yes. hurts. And I'm at. Well, you're, by the way, you want an update? Yeah, I do. Your miles. Your six thousand mile challenge Quest. for the year. Your bearing down on the finish line or have you uh, now since i last saw I you a week ago today i last saw so, you have you passed the six thousand mile i'm mark? at uh 5735 miles so i'm closing in on it well knowing you like i do i know that once you hit six thousand miles you'll just not exercise again eat nothing <laughs> yeah. but cheetos let yourself go cheat. that's exactly what you're uh, doing, right? well, i guess maybe not uh, first of all, congratulations. Yes, I have been listening, and okay. I've come to the conclusion that I'm a kingmaker. I'll never be the king. I'll never be the star of the show, but no. apparently I lift everybody up. Well, I, of exactly course, am do, the main all reason. Is, uh, all you do is give, give, give. <laughs> I'm, of course, the main reason why Sean McDonough, not anything to do with his talent, got Monday Night Football. It's 100% you. <laughs> You, of course, have your own show now, and outside of sports, which was the most exciting thing for me, uh, for you, was to challenge yourself uh, spiritually, intellectually, uh, outside of the realm of sports. I mean, your area of expertise is sports, but uh, to push yourself, and uh, you're now the drive time guy, 5 to 7 on 98.9 The Answer, and... Uh, I listened the first few days, and I'm very proud of you. I think that uh, Ooh, thanks your your demeanor, uh, your tone, uh, everything is what people need to have a conversation. Now we need to get people that actually disagree. We with do. You we need Democrats to we have need, a civil conversation yeah, about liberals, yeah. disagreements. They all uh, partake via uh, Twitter, which is fine. I can. Do you do I, I I mean I didn't listen to Well we were trying I, to get they the station wants to establish a Twitter for the show, but people can always get me at my Twitter. Right. So I'm willing to try to build a Twitter. It's my opinion, and we're not at odds on this. I just think like apps on your phone, I don't think very many people are adding more apps once you set your phone up for how you want it. I don't mm -hmm. think you add another app. So I don't think very many people are adding people to follow on Twitter. Twitter's been around long enough that you follow who you follow. You right. might add one here and there. But if you already follow me, you're probably not going to add a new Twitter for my show. Right. So I tend to think that the best way I can reach people who disagree is because they're not shy about letting me know they disagree <laughs> on Twitter, is to continue to post on Twitter show topics and things that yeah. I'm talking about. So I can incorporate it that way. And we're also getting a an email set up. I don't want to give my personal email out. Nah, nah. Um, so I'll probably not do we'll, that. Yeah, we'll get that done because I'd just be flooded, I think, with stuff. And yeah, that's okay. I mean, I, I do want to interact. So, you know, it's uh, 
I can tell you it's been weird. Like after the first day, it it was weird and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I came home and I thought and I thought and I thought and I finally realized why it's weird. It's weird because finally I can say all the things I've wanted to say yeah. about topics I've wanted to address and never could because it, A, wasn't the forum, wasn't the format. We weren't getting paid to do that. No, we weren't. We were doing what we were paid to do, sports. But my opinions are the type of opinion on social issues that even had we lapsed into them in sports radio, uh, the management would have um, come running down the hall like, whoa, 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 get, yeah. back on, get back on topic. Not because we didn't board of management, just because it's not what we were there, it's not what we were there for. We're and so that. it's a little weird to be able to talk politics and social issues and cultural issues and stuff like that. And it's just going to take me a while because, I mean, I've had the governor on that for you know, 15 years in broadcasting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're off to a good start. I hope Thanks. they have, uh, like the start and, uh, finish the week strong and it's a perfect time. I mean, we have a very important election coming up and we all want to encourage everybody to educate yourselves and vote. Uh, yes. Make sure you do both, not just one. Well, <laughs> just vote, educate yourself. Yeah. Know and, what you're voting for. Right. All the way through, all the way down. So, the line. yeah. And now that it's your job, I have uh, kind of taken a little bit of a respite. Is that the correct that word? Is I the want to use? A respite from watching political news and mm -hmm. stuff. I know the, I educate myself, I know the issues, and I'm just not interested in the pres vice presidential debate taking, uh, t taking hold tonight with uh, uh, Kamala Harris, senator from California, mm -hmm. and Vice President Mike Pence. Just I know the issues and I know how I'm going to vote, so I'm not going to give that my time. I yeah. brought, I'm already locked in, so that you're going to be watching your Yankees. And, and that's I, what you're going to be doing. Baseball, I, all no, round the clock baseball, dude. I am so into these shows about the Vikings and Knights, not Minnesota not Vikings. Minnesota Vikings, this, like this, Thor and these, guys like that. These shows on Netflix called The Last Kingdom, which is just amazing to me. Okay, and uh. Nightfall is another one that I believe that was on network TV, but it's on Netflix now uh, that I'm watching in the history of the stuff and, uh, you know, Crusades and Battle for the Holy Grail and all that kind of stuff is uh, of interest to me. And so it, this is it, like Braveheart on the water. Yeah. Because yeah. I know you're a big Braveheart. Guy. I am a big Braveheart guy. And uh, <laughs> just how ruthless, though. Ruthless. Some of the, those folks wore back then on both sides. Barbaric. Yeah, on both sides. Yes, yes. So anyway, um, g good news and uh, moving on. I just, I just, I just think uh, I'm excited for you, and I wish you the best of Thanks. luck. I'll of course grace your presence with a guest appearance. Awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. I haven't asked. I haven't asked for minimal fee. Of minimal fee. Two thousand dollars. Same your pay here. <laughs> trying to recoup those no, no, garage no. door losses, aren't you? Yes. By the way, I, that will be on the invoice when I come on your show. Yes. I I I think we're finally getting access to our garage on Friday. Oh, oh congratulations. Yes. You don't well, recall Mr. Spielman had a new car faux pas. <laughs> I did. Thought you had to break on and didn't. And, and uh, little, ran into your garage. Little bump into the garage and door. And you wanted a new garage door. I wanted a new garage door. Now, just, what I, we desperately need at the Hooli Manor mm -hmm. is a new front door because I can't take it anymore. Oh, I can't. You're going to have to take that up with the uh, distaff portion of the household as my daughters think that 
colored front door is happy. Uh, it's not. It's and depressing. Like, it, it's I'm opposite like, of yeah, happy. I mean, it's just like it's, huh? You look at the house. We painted the house a year ago. Consensus of everyone is the painting of the house was a, a an improvement. Okay, you know, a light, you know, lighter right. tone and similarities all the way across. We had brick and siding. Now we have all one color. Yeah, it looks good. And then we got down to the front door, and the girls are like, Dad, can we paint the front door? Uh, well, I painted the whole house, so I'm, like, sick of painting. I said, sure, you can paint the front door, thinking they painted the same color as the trim, which any right-thinking American would do. And they <laughs> Maybe decided, they need to listen to the Bruce Willis show. They decided they'd go for something bright and cheery. And to me, it's... Not that color. Stomach uh, pain-inducing. It's hospital green. It is, and I have, I have an authority on my side grandma is on my side okay grandma visiting, visiting i said yeah. okay mom what do you think of the front door well you know how grandmas oh, yeah. are they don't oh, ever no, say like no. wow that's hideous that that's would never not... be a grandma that's a grandpa thing not not yeah. this particular grandpa <laughs> that would be if my dad were still living that would be his take uh but grandma's like well which you know means yeah. i don't care for that much yeah it's 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 awful my neighbor had the classic reaction to the front door what's that he said, I said, what do you think of the front door? And he said, well, uh, if you like it, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, In other words, I hate it. And my, I was like, I don't like it. My, it's well, here, here uh, to all the Hooli girls, it's awful. It's horrible. It depresses me when I walk through it. I don't want to get near it. It makes me feel like I'm walking into a hospital. No, you, you want to get the bleach it, out and scrub the mold it, off. Is, is that, now, I have to tell them, the fair warning, you know what I did to your garage door? It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do right. to that front That's door. Absolutely true. It's not. And we've already shown your propensity for attacking. Doors. And uh, speaking of knocking down doors, mm-hmm. oh, nice Cleveland trend. Browns are knocking down doors. I love that transition. Thank wow. You. Listen to you, radio man. Uh, well, the, I'm no Bruce Hooley, but Browns I'm not offense. a two state, two-time state champion, or I'm not a, my own host of a radio show. No, but hey. It's true. It's not. If you're just a four-time pro bowler, <laughs> college football hall of famer, and Fox analyst, you know. And, hey, and achieved what you can achieve. What can I say? And and a pro football <laughs> Hall of Fame nominee. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to write that on the wall. <laughs> and that's what I did when we did the Browns. Speaking of the Browns, the uh, Washington football team game. Yeah, I had Washington pasted all over the monitors. Nice and press box. So. Nice. It, so uh, Kevin doesn't forget. Helped. By the way, how yeah. do you like working with Kevin? It's great. New crew. It's great. Kevin uh, Moore Oakman. One, in all seriousness, you know, one of the things that I, I really pride myself on, I think, and this is, I know I'm not speaking pride like, you know, I'm too proud not to, but I really take a lot of, uh, I guess pride is the word, and a lot of concern to be able to work with anybody. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, only because I believe in the team concept so much, and that I want to, I want everybody to succeed. And the only thing that I ask for those that I work with is that they have the same passion that I do mm-hmm. about the job. Mm-hmm. Now, um, both Kevin and Laura, they're they're really into the job and they care deeply about it. So when I see somebody care deeply about something, then the last thing I want to do is be the person who 
will let them down. Right. And I say this uh, to them every week. You need to tell me what you need from me to do your job better because I promise you I will tell you what I need from you mm-hmm. to do my job better and we'll talk about it. You know, and I have, I'm, I, I think I'm one of the only analysts. Maybe there's a few more. Uh, I get to the game around 8.55 for 1 o'clock kick. Wow. Four hours ahead. You were Four. on the Hooli plan. That was always my yeah. game plan of attack. And the re- but there's a reason. The reason is I, I, I like being there, of course, and I did that as a player. But I meet with the camera guys mm-hmm. and how important they are to a game. And I tell them basic outline of the game uh, what I'm looking for, matchups that I might like. So, you know, they're prepared. So when I say something, they're sitting there with their highlighters taking notes, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. And But the reason why I do that is, look, I'm counting on you to do my job. If you look bad, I look really bad. Yeah. If you look good, I look really good. And it's very similar to playing linebacker, right? It's like defensive lineman. If they play good, I play great. If they play bad, I play real bad. So, but it's uh, the crew is great, and uh, it's uh, everybody's got to pick it pick it up a little extra because we're not traveling nearly as many people, and mm-hmm. there are inconveniences. And the one thing um, we talk about, and we've talked about this since uh, March when the COVID thing hit is how what's our response going to be mm-hmm. you know you either embrace the inconveniences or you don't and so our crew has done a great job of embracing the inconveniences as long as i've known you and you're very can uh, you have a lot of candor with me you know certainly uh you confide in me on some things off air that you don't share on air on or off air i don't really recall you ever complaining about anyone you've worked with and you've worked (laughs) and you've worked with a lot of people right yeah i mean you've worked with different play-by-play people different and really it's not just that you don't complain you've enjoyed it you've conveyed that it's been enjoyable to work with everybody you've worked with you are a chameleon you can work with anybody I, i i try to i i'll say this i won't say what network or what year but i had one problem with one producer over the years Mm -hmm. and the only problem is that you know we we would never have a conversation and it went like hey uh, i'm not producing the show i'm the analyst so do me a favor stop being the analyst and start producing Mm -hmm. and because he was trying to do both and he was arguing with took umbrage Yes, he was arguing with Umbridge would be a, a word that would be used in the Last Kingdom or uh, Nightfall. By the way, uh, Rick says uh, Last Kingdom is awesome. I believe there hasn't been a new season for quite a while. Yeah, I well, I'm just like discovering this whole Netflix thing. Apparently, it's all the rage. Apparently, it's going <laughs> to catch on Netflix. I think it might last for another year or two. So, Although they're doing all they can with cuties to take themselves down. They got indicted in Texas yesterday I, for yeah, that. I, I, I don't pay attention to that. I look, I know I, you know what? To me, uh, I believe we talk about freedoms all the time. Netflix has the freedom to put whatever what they want out there. I have the freedom to choose what I want to watch and what I don't want to watch. If I, wanna, if I want to uh, protest uh, Netflix, I will, but there are shows that... World War II in color is fabulous. That mm-hmm. educate myself. Uh, Netflix puts that on there. My wife is a big fan of Blacklist. 
uh, with James Spader. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that or heard about that. I have. So, anyway, back to the Browns. Back to the Browns. Uh, They have been kicking down the door (sighs) on opposing defenses at least the last three weeks. They've scored over 30 each week, but they will have their hands full, it appears, or at least a bigger challenge. I don't know if their hands will be full. With the Indianapolis Colts, who yeah. are also three and one, and the Colts' defense is number one in the NFL, They're giving good. up only fourteen points uh, a game. But their last three games have been against Chicago, the Jets, and yes, the Minnesota Vikings. First of all, the Browns, mm-hmm. and I just watched the Colts yesterday. By the way, okay, uh, great. Did a little film breakdown for you. Is that because you have the Cardinals, have the Cardinals and, and the Jets, Jets yeah. and they played the Colts? Yeah, the Jets played the Colts two okay. weeks ago, okay. so. Here's, the, here's what I know about the Browns. This is how you know they're a good team. When you have one of the top five running backs, and I think we're in agreement, most people uh, that are intellectually honest with themselves will look at Nick Chubb as a top five running back in the league. I think you agree with me. Uh, I agree. He goes down. Mm-hmm. Ernest Jackson comes in. Johnson, I think. Uh, Ernest Johnson, 30, I believe his number yeah. is. Comes in, never and, heard of him before, and has so. you know 18 carries for over 100 yards. 95. He had 95. Okay. They didn't have a 100 yard back, which was odd when they rushed for 307. Okay, yeah, that's the point. I guess my point was yeah. I figured he had 100 yards, but I just was watching the highlights. I didn't watch the game, but when you can have that type of production from a running back, that tells me one thing. And this was uh, validated to me through the game that I did, and validated to me. After watching the highlights and the win against the Cowboys, when you can run for 307 yards, that where are they the strongest? And they're strongest on the offensive line. Their two guards are as good as a combo as there is in the league, as far as guard guards. Batonio and Teller? Yes, as far as setting the tone. Uh, Treader, or Trot, is it J.C.? Treader. J.C. Treader's Treader a really good player. The young rookie, Wills. Mm-hmm. Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills is solid. Who's the Jack other Conklin and Conklin, who was hurt the week before I got there, but played in the game I did, was is there is really solid, okay. And the the fun thing is, and what I like, and I look at coaches and I look at uh, players embracing this, was that they are embracing what Kevin Stefanski is selling, okay. And that's being we're running the ball, we're being physical, and we'll hit them with play action. And when you have Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry and any other guy on their team that are embracing the concept because they're 3-1, and one, uh, that's a good thing. Now, the test is going to come, and, and we know how the NFL works, Bruce, because it's a different game every week. Yep. And never have a movie's title has been more true than the title of any given Sunday mm-hmm. because it's so true. It's crazy uh, how <laughs> the NFL can be. And I just think that this team with Baker Mayfield, and I, I like, I've been a fan of Baker Mayfield from day one, and I think that he's really focused. I think he's staying out of the news. He's not punching down, and he's making good decisions. And what I like about him, what he's doing this year more than any other year, is he's not trying to run around and make the awesome Sports Center highlight mm-hmm. play. He's making good decisions. He's delivering the ball, and they are such a strong physical football team that imposes their will on you right now. And that's the four grade. So we're at the quarter point of the season, and that's the quarter grade 
for the offense. I think the defense is susceptible. I really do. Uh, there's some issues on the defense. They have some good players on that defensive side of the ball. They need Denzel Ward healthy. You know, he just he has to stay on the field. Yeah, big he interception a, Sunday to yeah. clinch it. And but you know he's in and out. He's right? in and out. And, and what was my concern with him when they drafted injuries? Him? You're right. You're right on it, man. I I you know, and but he's such a good player and such a valuable commodity. And we know, if you look around the re- league, right? How many how corners are a rare commodity to find in the, in this business, especially good ones like him. So are you excited? That's my biggest question because I was. Driving over here this morning, and there's many times where you have denounced your loyalty. See, I'm I'm all into this king. Yes, and king. you've I, you've denounced <laughs> your loyalty publicly to the Cleveland Browns. You took your oath away. Are you ready to re-oath the Cleveland Browns? No, no. Because oh, here's on. what happened Sunday. I shared this Monday. I watched them. They got ahead 38 to 14, and the Bengals were on another network. And so I thought, well, now it's give me a chance to watch the Bengals because this game salted away. Watch the Bengals for like a quarter and a half, flip back to the Browns, and they're up three with the ball with 33-something to go, three-something yeah. to go. And I'm like, wait a minute. I assumed that was over okay. with, but it's not over with. It's yeah, still but, in there. But let me – can I say that they're they're not the only team that does that? I mean, you look around the league, we see that every single week. The, my, my Lions, 14 nothing. How many times have they blown a 10-plus point Six. lead? Six games, six, six in a row. Six, no, like the, the last, last last six times. Yeah, last six times they've been up by ten in a football game. They've lost the game. Ugh. That's incredible. Can't to do me. that. Okay, <laughs> so that, yeah, Captain so you obvious. could be a you could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one thing we want to yeah. do. That's look, man, I can see. I can, my <laughs> can't do that. I can see why you're. You know, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm good thing I'm out of sports. Bringing those <laughs> kinds of takes. <laughs> But we see that every – that's the beauty. That's why I love the NFL, right? And for the game that I did, the Arizona Cardinals, which who started out, oh, my gosh, the NFC yeah. West is – because of the Cardinals, is a top division in NFL football. Sure. Starting out 2-0, beat the 49ers in Santa Clara, and uh, now they look like they can't get out of their own way. I know. And they go and play Carolina under Matt Rule, Teddy Bridgewater, who has this incredible run. I don't know if you saw the highlight of Teddy Bridgewater. I thought his knee was shredded. It's just unbelievable. But then, you know, I did an interview with New York Times yesterday, and he asked me about offensive scoring in the league. And I have theories, okay? First of all, tackling's atrocious because lack of uh, OTAs, lack of training camp, lack of preseason – there's been less focus on fundamentals and more focus on schemes. And I get it, right? I really do. I get it. So that's that's one thing. Goal line pass coverage, Bruce. Watch short inside the 10-yard line pass mm-hmm. coverage. And that's where rub routes are really effective. Mm-hmm. People that don't know what rub routes are, think of like uh, pick and rolls in basketball if you're a basketball fan. But the offenses have uh, become so good, they've learned the rule. Before, they would just run into a guy. Mm-hmm. And now what they're doing is right before they make contact with a guy, they're turning and sitting down, throwing their hands up at the quarterback like they're a potential receiver, not creating contact, but still getting the desired effect of a defender having to go change his route over Mm -hmm. the top. And I see it twice a week every for four weeks in a row Mm -hmm. where there's blown coverages in the goal line. That's why scoring is, is way up. The officials have swallowed the flags on holding penalties. 50% of holding penalties are down from being called at this point in time last year. 
All right, because I do think the league wanted to get started and give the offense advantage to have these type of games, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're interesting. And and who gets to shine in these games? Who? What does the league want to happen? Who Who are they trying to sell? Rightfully so. Quarterbacks. You're exactly right. The quarterbacks. So they wanted to give the quarterbacks, I think, the best chance to succeed. Do you agree or disagree? I totally with agree. You see the promos on Fox on CBS. It's a picture of the quarterback. It's yeah. Drew Brees against Tom Brady. It's Aaron right. Rodgers well, I mean, against Jimmy yeah. G. You know, that's exactly what they do. Yeah. So, uh, so to, I mean, look, I, I think it's fine. I just, you know, oh, the other thing I talked about yesterday in this uh, New York Times article, um, what I've noticed, and it's really hard. It's so much easier said than done, okay? The teams that bring their own energy that aren't relying on outside sources to create energy are the teams that win. The teams that that are having fun playing, the guys that are celebrating and thinking to themselves, we're so freaking lucky to be able to be able to play football when two months ago we had no idea if Mm -hmm. we were going to be able to play. So while we're playing and while this is going on, let's just have fun playing. And they're playing for each other. So everybody wants to know what's what's the chemistry. The chemistry to identify is easy. You know that you have a team when you see your guys playing for each other and not themselves. To implement that chemistry, to actually get it to happen, that is the challenge of every head coach in the National Football League. Well, and it'll be the challenge for Kevin Stefanski if things don't go the way they went on Sunday in Dallas where Odell Beckham who commands a large amount of attention, had three touchdowns, so he's going to be happy. Mm. Jarvis Landry had, I think, four receptions on third down. That's what he's paid yeah. to do, converted four third down, so he's happy. He threw a touchdown pass to Odell Beckham. Saw that, I saw that play, actually. Yeah. They, they, they ran that, which I, I would never divulge, of course, until they do it in a game. Right. But I knew that was coming because uh, before uh, their game, uh, I don't I, I even forget who oh against Washington, mm-hmm. uh, they had that play in their practice plan on Friday morning, and I watched them run that play. So I knew that was coming, and Jarvis left-hander can can toss the ball. And you know the thing about Odell Beckham, love him, hate him, doesn't matter. Guy's a player, and you get it in an area, his catch radius is off the charts. Yeah. So. I see where Madeline's not a big fan of the NFL. Madeline's not a big fan of the NFL. She tweets in, or not tweets in, she Facebooks in. She can't stand the NFL anymore. Stopped watching a few years ago. Right. Says she's not a fan of any pro teams. Madeline, you can tell us why that is. My guess is that has something to do with, um, you know, the social justice movement or something. That's probably my guess. Maybe she's just a big college football fan. Yeah, here's my thing about that, too. And and we, we just don't like. We really haven't covered it in our games. I know that you've watched some of ours. Yep. In any NFL game, do you see teams even covering it that much? Not, not after week one. Yeah. I was surprised they covered as much as they did in week one. Yeah. So, and, but and we so, get the. Here's the thing: you don't cover it, but it's in the commercials in between, which uh, you're busy talking to your crew about what you're right. going to do coming out and all right, that. So right. you don't see it. So we get the kind of big brother lectures about all that kind of do stuff. Do we get this uh, together alone or? All those all still, to, yeah, we're all in this together. Alone. Yeah, we get all kinds of stuff. Are we now. still we get doing the COVID that? pep talk. We get the justice pep talk. We get a we get lots of pep talks, which okay. I think everybody's sick of. Like, could we just go back to sports? NBA ratings are tanking. Lowest finals ever. We well, have I mean, game four yet. I, I'm I not think, making excuses, but no, do I just you think, think people because... want to have a game. They want to have like that is permeating every part of our culture and conversation and all about the election and everything. And it's just like. 
your word earlier in the podcast, respite. People would like to have a place to go, safe space to go where we don't have to hear rancorous stuff right. or that we're doing a crappy job of loving each other. That's uh, yeah. what people would well, like. I Just mean, a little bit of our lives that we could get a departure from that is my opinion of what people would like but, to have. Yeah, and, and I think, you know... It, if you watch the NFL, I'm, it, maybe it's just me, but it's entertaining. It, it, if you love oh, football, the scorings, it, yeah, it's entered, and the players are so good. They are good. It, it's just some of the catches that I see week in and week out, and my respect for quarterbacks and how difficult that position is to play, and how quickly and how good they really are. It's 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 fun for me. I mean, I love going to a game every single week. Week, I recognize whatever social justice programs or um, things they want to bring to the forefront. Yes, I recognize. It. I think about it. But once the game is going on, yeah. I, 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 I don't. It's the football. It's, it's the, the player. Football, right. It's the football player. Well, that's that, your means of making a living. So it's you're locked in on that. But I'm. But I'm. But I make a choice yeah. to get locked yeah. in on that. Like I don't make a choice to get diverted, thinking about something else. When I just choose to focus on the football. And it's it's fun for me to watch. I mean, you hear the excitement in my voice. I, I know when I'm excited about something, right? By the way, give me your view of uh, NFL hot coaching commodity Matt Rule. You got exposure to Matt Rule this week in the Panthers. How'd they win a the game without Christian McCaffrey? And is Curtis Samuel still there? Is he making an impact? Yeah, like Curtis, have... Curtis is still there. He's like the third wide receiver. Okay. He's kind of... Uh, do everything guy. He'll play a little bit of running back. He'll they'll get the ball to him on reverses. He's a slot guy that's hard to cover. Very valuable player for the uh, Panthers. So it comes down to everything else. And this is a back to a trend in the NFL that teams that are running the ball are teams that are winning. The the Cardinals were able to cut it to twenty eight to fourteen and had some momentum. And in the, in in the league, you see it happening when a team gets momentum, they get a stop, yeah. they get move the ball again. Cardinals can put points up in a hurry. They go that up-tempo offense. Carolina, I think, then went on a 15-play drive, and it was over. They okay. took the heart and soul from the Cardinals, just beat them up. And their offensive line dominated the defensive front of uh, the Cardinals. And Mike Davis, I don't know if you remember Mike Davis, really kind of a cool story out of South Carolina. Christian McCaffrey's backup just ran like it was the last time he'd ever run a ball every time he ran the ball. Hmm. And so, and, and Bridgewater played well. Bridgewater played in world. Yeah, Matt I didn't Rule. have any faith in him when they signed him. I, I was not a Cam Newton guy. I am yeah. not a Cam Newton guy, but I thought, mm, that's a dicey chance you're taking so, putting it on Teddy's back. You want to know the coaching commodity of Matt Rule? I'll tell you what his philosophy is when he took over at Temple and when he took over at Baylor. And I actually had this conversation with him. Really nice guy. I had a conversation with him. He actually brought this up. He said, you actually uh, had an uh, impact on me in coaching I said, really? He said, do you remember when you did the Houston Temple game? It was for the American Championship, and I was coach at Temple. I said, yeah, you, for whatever reason, you were roaming the parking lot after the game, and you wandered by the TV trucks. And I said, yeah, I, I remember we came up, we were talking. He said, you know what we talked about? He's, I said, what? He said, well, you said to me, you know, you guys really did a good job of, of uh, changing up your protections the second half. They lost the game. Houston won the game. Greg mm -hmm. Ward was the quarterback, mm -hmm. receiver for Eagles now. And, he, yeah, you know, before the game, our coaches came to me and said, Houston does all these exotic blisses. We need to do something totally different in our protection. 
They gave up like six sacks in the first half. He said, never again. In other words, what I learned from that conversation that we had is always do what we do mm-hmm. and adjust and make the adjustments on what we do. Never change anything up or go against everything you believe in. So his coaching philosophy is this. First of all, is you, you get your people, the right people. Mm-hmm. Now, the right people, your right people not might, might not be my right people, but you get the right people yeah. for you, yeah. right? What you want. You want to create an environment, and of, of his environment is just being tough and hard work. With, there's nothing new or anything like that, nothing earth-shattering, but everybody wants that. But, again, saying it and implementing it are two different things. He's been able to do that in Carolina. What I talked about earlier is, and he's got it going on now, is the um, getting everybody to play for each other. And he said that was the most difficult part of doing his job because of COVID, lack of OTAs, everything was virtual. Nobody had a personal relationship outside of football with anybody because they have like 25 new guys on that team, right? And so they got to know each other. Then the last part, number four, point number four, is he says the last thing that I worry about when I'm taking over a program or doing something is getting the football right. And once the football gets right, those other three things are your foundation, then the football takes off. Uh, well, they have their foundation right at auiinfo.com. They are the health insurance brokerage that uh, is our sponsor here on the podcast, and this is the time of year where you have to get your health insurance right. It's open enrollment time for individuals, for businesses, AUI can update you on all the latest with doctors, hospitals, networks, co-pays, all the different things. It's only get a one-time t- uh, chance to change your health insurance a year. This is that time. So let Chrissy, Steve, Julie, all the fine folks at AUI give you the details, the inside dope. You don't pay for their service. They're compensated by the health insurance nice. companies that they put you with, and they are fantastic at what they do, and we appreciate those of you who have contacted AUI. It's always great to hear that you're delivering for a great company and great people, and they are both. Trust me on that one. Health insurance is important, and you want the right coverage, but you don't want to be paying for benefits you don't need. You don't want to not have benefits you do need. So AUI Info can answer all those questions and save you a bunch of time clicking around on websites or sitting on hold and waiting for answers. So go with auiinfo.com. Again, free to you, auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com. Ravens get the Bengals in Baltimore. That's a tough one for Joe Burrow. He wasn't sacked in their win over Jacksonville. But he's still been hit too much. Congratulations to Joe on getting his first win. Continues to set NFL records, this time three 300-yard games in a row. And the oddity of that is he's doing it with almost no contribution from A.J. Green. One catch for three yards yeah. the other day. He's, Something uh, like that. He was, um, he's caught only 14 of the 33 targets that he has had. He has 119 yards receiving in four games. Boyd and Higgins are simpatico with Joe Burrow, but what do you make of A.J. Green? Does it take a veteran, a seven-time Pro Bowler? Does it take a guy like that um, coming back from an injury, I just new don't, quarterback? I haven't watched enough of them. I'm yeah. doing them next week against the Colts. It just doesn't seem like he has the juice that he used to have. That's just that's, the, the, that's the, the burst, the explosion, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other great thing and great news for the Bengals was Joe Mixon is running angry. And, yards. and good for him. I mean, he's a good football player and competitor. Whether you know, again, I'm only speaking. I don't know Joe. Obviously, had his inc- incidents in the past, mm-hmm. 
Rawls, I know, is this, Obviously. is that he's going to give you everything he has on the field. And I'm, and that's what I'm I'm looking for and, and why I'm able to enjoy football again because I'm able to separate anything, everything else but from the football. When I see guys run hard and play for each other, that gives me excitement about the game. So, anyway. Um, speaking of running the ball, yes. Ohio State had great success doing that last year with J.K. Dobbins. He's now doing it for the Baltimore Ravens. The Bengals defense will have to worry about him. Master Teague uh, tore his Achilles in uh, the one spring practice they did have. That's He's a bummer. back. He's back, which I find amazing. Well, that used to be a a big, long end. I mean, I Sometimes know that was a career like, ender. And, and – a year to recover. Yeah. So good for Master. I'm glad he's back. And but they I, also have Trey Sermon from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He had 2,000 rushing yards at Oklahoma and 36 rushing touchdowns, one of which came against Ohio State in Oklahoma's win here in the famous, infamous Baker Mayfield flag plant game. Trey Sermon, like, they didn't want him at Oklahoma. He's got to think he's, like, got a new lease on life since Oklahoma's already lost twice. Yeah. They're out of the national championship picture. And Trey Sermon is here, and he's a great receiver, 6'1", 215. Uh, Be I, think fun. I, I think I'd put my money on him as their back. Because you and I, you have sort of this strange roller coaster relationship with Master I Teague. Do. Where you and I were like pushing the Master Teague agenda last year. How much we loved Master Teague. You know, I remember this. We have a special podcast about Master Teague. And then you were like, well, he's not the guy. He's not. You like him as a change of pace guy. Yes. I like him as you a You like beat. him as a side dish down a main course. Yes. Okay. Is that okay? Am I allowed sure, to? Sure. I think or? he looks, yes. I just, I respect, I, I'm when you say that, I think, well, what am I missing? Because he looks to me like, um, he looks like a Tim Spencer type back. Yeah. He looks like a. Yeah, you know, he's not Eddie George, but he's a version of Eddie George, a big physical back. Keith Byers, I like big physical tailbacks, and Master Teague to me is that. But he is. And I'm, I'm not, not saying he's any of those guys. I'm just saying that's his style, right. and you seem to see something lacking there. I need to see a little bit more shake, whatever that shake is. Okay. That's just what I need to see. Jimmy Shimmy Coco and, 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 and a lot of times, you know what? It's, it's, it's like personal taste. Okay. It's like yeah. personal taste in quarterbacks. I like quarterbacks that can run. You like Kyler Murray. I like Kyler Murray. I I like. Uh, I tell you who I like, and he's, you know, he's getting a bad rap. But if he gets on a good team, he'd be a really good player. Sam Darnold. I was going to ask you. Now he has no shake at all. Oh yes, he does. He does. Oh my gosh. Oh, you think he can move? Okay. <sighs> all right. Great. He, so well, just, I wanted you, him out just, of college. Just do something here, just real quick, and and I don't want to mess up my recording device. Here. Okay, I'm well, not an you used to type. when you cared about the podcast yeah. and weren't pre right, so preoccupied well, you with your own up? personal stuff. What do you want me to call? I up? just I went uh, Sam Darnold's forty-six yard touchdown run last week against oh, the okay. Well, I didn't see Denver that. Broncos on Thursday night. I didn't see that, so Thursday night football is yeah. dead to me. So, well, I mean, okay, you know, I I, I know. I'm sorry, it's your world. It's not <laughs> no, world. it's not. It's it's your world. Sam Darnold explains forty-six yards. Well, I hope they. I want you to watch it. Touchdown run. All right. Well, I assume the does that have a re- he broke two tackles. Yep. Here, right, watch sure. the now. Tell me if he can't move. All right. Well, I that was not 
No, you, you know, Vic Fangio in the secondary well, as well. See, He's been we're trying to piece this defense together as best he can. A blitz. Darnold is able to stay upright. Woo! Wow, what a play by Darnold. Wanted to go down, still going. Inside oh, he can't run. For the Get rid of him. Stand corrected. I stand <laughs> corrected. All right, that's nice. I remember him now at USC. He did throw on the run and all that kind of stuff, so... You loved him at USC. I did love him at USC. I wanted him in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I guess you did. Did I make a mistake? Remember back when the Browns had the number one pick and it was Darnold, Josh Allen, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Lamar Jackson was in that draft. Wasn't Carson there, Wentz. Wasn't there one? Carson, Carson Wentz no, was he your wasn't guy. In, no, he wasn't in that draft. He was the year before. All right, Carson Wentz was your guy, though. I wanted Carson Wentz out of North Dakota State. Yes, you did. Although Hugh Jackson would have done everything to ruin him. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski, by the way, has won as many games in four tries as Hugh Jackson did in All right. however Let many Let it go. Got. Let it go. It's hey, over. Hugh Jackson's here, baby. Yeah, thankfully not anymore. Do you confess? <laughs> That's okay. from Braveheart yes. when he's getting tortured. Yes, at the end. Do you confess? Tell me. It will all go away, your pain of the Browns. Was There were all these rumors that, oh, John Dorsey loves Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen the best of that lot? He's undefeated. Uh, he's, he's doing better than I thought he would. He so is. I was wrong on him. I'm terrible at quarterbacks, but just goes to show not everybody's great at quarterbacks. Because guys, you just they just miss. Yeah, you just miss. Who a lot I mean, of guys taking high get. I like misses. Dak Prescott. I think he's a good player. You were right I, on that. I liked Russell Wilson. I did get that. Yes, one right. we both liked Russell yes, Wilson. Absolutely. I liked him because I got to see him at North Carolina State. And Susan, I saw him at North Carolina State, and I talked to him. There was something to tell oh, me. He's this got guy, charisma, man. There's something he's about this guy, yes, right? He absolutely so, does. I was wrong on Josh Allen. I was I was wrong on Sam Bradford to an extent. Now, if, you know. I loved Sam Bradford coming out of Oklahoma. I don't know if you remember that. I do. You love Sam Bradford, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I bet I bet probably forty percent on quarterbacks. That's really 50%. not that. That's really not which that is, much lower than scouts. Normal, but it just goes to show you the difficulty of playing that position. It's just, and I, I just have so much respect for these guys because I was at a practice and. I actually was standing in the end zone where a coach actually let me stand behind, and I was looking at what the quarterback sees, and he sees nothing. So everything, he can see it, but it's happened so fast with big guys running in your face, guys falling all over you. You have to see coverages and coverages that change when the ball is snapped. Remember I talked about mm -hmm. maybe Baker might have a hard time seeing how a coverage changes. You have to be able to read that. And it happens so fast. And where do they throw the ball? I mean, you think about it. They get rid of the ball in two to three seconds, Bruce. Yep. That's unbelievable. They do. Boom, and, boom. And they digest so much information. They're like a computer. They digest so much information so quickly and make a decision. It's just a, a position that needs to be respected. And it is by far, in a way, the most difficult position to play in in all of sports. I think you would agree with that. I right? would. I'll yeah. never forget Craig Krenzel telling the story, which I've told before. For those who haven't heard it, Krenzel was a rookie with the Bears, and he went to camp, and he was standing back watching Rex Grossman. Yeah. And he Craig's just watching the play, and all of a sudden Grossman throws the ball, and Craig's like, where's he throwing that? <laughs> There's and, a guy coming, and right? David Terrell out of nowhere, boom, catch it. And Craig's like, 
I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. You know, he, that was not the Ohio State system. It was yeah. to throw two guys who are open, not to throw guys open. Yeah. And he adapted to that eventually because sure. smart guy and a talented guy. But, it, you know, that's just the difficulty of oh, playing quarterback in the NFL. Unbelievable. Uh, Willis Spangler Starling is your attorney firm of choice. They have specialists in all the big categories and across the broad spectrum of the law. Workers' compensation, personal injury, wills, estate planning, many, many other specialties. Willis Spangler Starling's offices are located on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. You don't want to have to go find an attorney when you need an attorney. You already want to have a relationship with an attorney or at least know who you're going to call. So I'm telling you, that firm is Willis Spangler Starling. Follow their uh, website, willisattorneys.com, for helpful hints on blogs. It's best to know your legal rights or have some parameters on them beforehand, and they will educate you with their blog. Go to their site, willisattorneys.com. And bookmark the site so that if and when you need an attorney for a contract or anything, uh, which I just uh, use Willis Spangler Starling for my yeah. contract at uh, 98.9. They did a great job for me. Very happy. Got a personal experience, and I can certainly vouch for them even more than I could before. WillisAttorneys.com. WillisAttorneys.com. Okay, so you're not great at quarterbacks, but you're really good at linebackers. And I remember two years ago when people were crushing Pete Werner, you said, oh, no, he's a really good player. He's going to be an NFL player. Mm -hmm. He had a really good year last year. The coaches think so much of him that they are moving him from he played uh, the weak side last year. He's going to play the strong side this year. They hope to be able to that way get more out of Baron Browning, move Baron Browning right. around. So the difference is Pete Werner more in the box this year, not as much coverage play. It's hard to play out where he's played out and, you know, you define success by not necessarily how many balls a guy catches, but mm -hmm. how many yards after catch a guy makes. Look, I my my uh, observation of Pete Warner and my grading of Pete Warner and my uh, what I felt about him is I I saw him do a lot of things that was very difficult to play. Okay, so. They asked him to do a lot of slot coverage, mm -hmm. which, you know, you're out there against little guys. And he, he did a good job. Not a great job, but a good job. And enough to say, well, this guy's athletic enough that, you know, there's guys in the NFL that can't do what he's doing. And Pete Warner's going to get a shot in the NFL. And because of his ability, I think uh, the move is for I think for Browning to use his what he does best. So aside of a good him. coach. Yeah is to put him in a position where you think he can best excel and knowing that, look, we can put Pete at that position, we can put Pete at Mike linebacker, which is a middle linebacker, or we can put Pete at strong side linebacker. And that's, uh, I think, for coaches, one way they assure that they get their best 11 on the field. So, I, I you know, that's, that's the move because you can play Pete Warner anyway, anywhere on the field. As far as linebackers mm -hmm. go, and so where is where is is Baron Browning best? Well, let's find where what he does best, and let's where he's most comfortable. So he we know he's one of our best eleven. Mm -hmm. We just got to put him where he can excel and help our team, and he would be better in that position as opposed to playing the strong side position. Uh, Browning had. Maybe it was just a one-game aberration. I don't know, but he was their lowest-rated defender in the Fiesta Bowl last year. Clemson had success with ETN on screens and yeah. Trevor Lawrence running the ball. I don't know. That certainly doesn't fall yeah, just on Baron yeah. Browning. But they, 
I think some of their desire to get him to a new position is they want to have the freedom to use him as a pass rusher because when you lose not just Chase Young, but that's a lot, but Robert Landers and Devon Hamilton, yeah. you got a lot of sacks and a lot of pressure to try to replace, and their hope is that Baron Browning can exert some of that pressure sure. as they move him around and, and take advantage yeah. of his speed. And there's other th- – I mean, the, the great thing about every Ohio State football season is it's just like – we know somebody's coming that's going to be great, and we just don't just know don't their know name yet. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> that, exactly doesn't that right. happen every it year? It does, every year. Yeah. Which is the beauty of it. Which this year it'll, I mean, I don't know. If I had to pick a horse in a race, I suppose I'd pick one of the freshman wide receivers. Uh, but there's ample room out there, and maybe it'll be somebody in the secondary. We know about Sean Wade. We don't really know a lot about the other guys because they're all going to be new. Damon yeah. Arnett on IR. That's too bad yeah. for the uh, Raiders corner. He was having a very, very good year. Uh, our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters continue to extend a 15% discount nice. to you. Mr. Spielman, how's the uh, Hunter's it's Blend and it's good. House Blend supply? It's peace. It's good. peace right now. Peace. Oh, we, your wife was a little under the weather for a while, so you know maybe did that take some of those no. starch out of the coffee wars? No. No, she still battles. Okay. doesn't matter if she's she under the weather. She's battles. still territorial with the yes, K-Cups? Yes, right, she is. Good. She's, I, but I... I you know, the one thing I do give, is give, because give, give, give. give. Yeah. I make sure that she, the pods in the coffee maker, there's water in it, and her cups, nice. all she has to do is press the button. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like I'm working for a living or anything and no. providing everything, Definitely but hey. <laughs> Just watching games. That's what people used to say to me. I'm a sports writer. Oh, so is that, is that all you do? Watch games? Yeah, so. that's it, buddy. I sit and watch games and eat hot dogs. So my, my my sister-in-law just retired from a big firm and took an early retirement, and we we went out last night and had a little just my wife, her sister, her husband, and me, and we just went out last night and we're talking, and I'm just looking at her, and she's all smiles, and and I go, yeah, man, and I said this with all seriousness, I can't wait to retire. Mm-hmm. And my brother-in-law looks at him, dude, retire from what? Yeah. <laughs> what do you Stay do? Stay at the Ritz-Carlton <laughs> and watch NFL games. Don't hate, Bruce. I don't hate. Don't hate. You're, you're your own talk show. I All I do is I'm make kings, happy. man. I just can't fathom retirement, man. I'm a king maker. I just king can't maker. even fathom that. Do I get a finder's fee from 98.9, the answer? I don't know. Once the boss gets <laughs> back in town, I'll ask. <laughs> Uh, Hemisphere <laughs> Coffee, they, uh, we've, they've helped uh, yeah, you guys find great. some really good coffee, and they're ha- very happy with the Spielman and Hooley podcast response. So uh, you're going to get great coffee. They do great things by helping growers around the world. It's a win-win for everyone. I had a conversation with Paul yesterday, and he was talking about uh, this grew out of his career as a missionary. Yep. And he said when you're a missionary and you go into impoverished areas, there's just so many needs, you know, mm-hmm. and you just can't meet every need. And he found that um, – he calls it BAM, business and ministry. I love it. By doing business with growers in those communities, then he just put it in very understandable terms. He said, when we buy coffee from the grower, then, for instance, the grower will have money that he can buy milk. And then the guy who sells milk will have money that he can buy food. Yeah, and the food would... So they found effect. that the best way to do that is you know, to uh, plug into the local economy 
And the win for everyone here is you get great coffee that you wouldn't get from, yeah. you know, the store. It's really good. I have not run across anybody that has not found I haven't either. We've honest. People would email like. us and tell us they're repeat customers. And so the coffee so, stands on its own merits. Uh, Hemisphere, I have one thing to say to you. You're welcome. There you go. Hemisphere <laughs> Coffee Roasters. Uh, they <laughs> will help Mr. Spielman pay for garage door damages here at the Hooli household. We'll take his share of hey, that profit. So, uh, um, order online and get 15% off. Use the promo code We Tackle Life when you order from HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I'm going to transition into the faith. Yes, port. please do. I, If you guys are out there on Facebook, or um, can they tweet this show too? Or? Uh, they can tweet the show or they can yeah. uh, comment on Facebook. Yeah. All right. I got to explain my going to church experience. Did mm-hmm. I explain the one about, you know, are you even trying, Father, the... <laughs> What are we doing back The guy, there? the priest was, what was he? His was phone late. went His off phone during phone your confession. And I asked, okay, so any any of my Catholic brethren mm-hmm. out there, I, I've got to uh, see if this counts. So I when I get there, I look for a church to go to on Saturday night mm-hmm. because, you know, one of the things I enjoy about Catholicism is the discipline of it and the accountability. There's an accountability of you know, you you don't miss mass. There's there's no excuse to miss it because there's a church everywhere you go. All right, so I find a church mile and a half away. Five o'clock service. I leave at four fifteen. I'm gonna get there early. I get there, and the church says there's a guy at the door. I says is there a five o'clock mass. He goes yes. Okay. I go to walk in. Ah, but it's a confirmation mass. Just only for families. We're only allowed seventy people in here. And I was like, oh, man. He goes, but there is a cathedral, St. Patrick's Cathedral in Charlotte. It's about two miles away. And they start at 530. And I got to be back at the hotel by 630. And it's right now, it's probably 440. Okay. So I walk two miles, but I end up walking five miles because I plugged it in my phone. And I took me on the car directions. You know, if you've been to oh, Charlotte, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like there's that 77 runs right through town, and yep. there's different roads. They took so I'm, I'm I have to cross the freeway, and I end up finally getting there, and it's like 5:40, so I'm late. Okay, and I have to be back at the hotel, and I know I got another three mile walk back to the. They hotel. do have Ubers in. Uh, I know, but Charlotte. the point is. I'm walking. I'm walking. I would have took. Does count on the six thousand mile? Yes, it does. Because I want to go back to it. It But, but I I didn't. I would have taken an Uber, but I wasn't going to take an Uber because all right, I started this quest, and I'm going to finish the quest. That's just me. I. That's the code. It's it's a. But it's it's a code, but it's a sickness. Yeah, I'm not denying that. (laughs) Yes, because I'm saying to myself, "Hey, idiot." Call an Uber. Then it's like the two devils or angel on your shoulder. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the one said, no, you started this walk and you, you know, you're walking for God and you're going to church. And so anyway, I get there and it's late. I said, I'm not going to go in and disrupt the mass. I'm just not going to do it. I, that's just not my thing. Right. So I go and it's already 10 minutes in. So I go outside the church. I find a statue of whatever saint probably St. Patrick or whatever, and I'd sit there, say say a prayer, and do the things that I do, and started my journey back. And I want to know, does that count as going to church? 
We'll see if anyone uh, what wants for to... you. What for? Does that count for you as going to church? I, yeah, I tried I think to go to yes. two churches. I would say it was a spiritual mindset. You were okay. doing your very best to adhere to a spiritual discipline, which you know, as often happens, is what I wanted to talk about today. So, yes, I would say that does count because okay. you were striving. I would certainly count that as seeking. We've talked right, about the seeking. difference okay. between looking and seeking. Okay, good. You were seeking a blessing. All right, well, uh, that's First, good. before I, before I uh, <laughs> you know, add my thoughts to that, I thought this was hilarious. Uh, Nick notes that uh, it is a bigger <laughs> coffee company in Hemisphere when you are the spokesman. <laughs> Funny. And another Nick, my buddy Nick Serrano, says uh, the uh, podcast is awesome today, so thank you uh, for that. Dueling Knicks. Yeah, I think that counts. I think okay. it's I think it's a determination to be spiritually disciplined. And that's interesting that you bring that up today because I had the privilege, and I do mean privilege, this week, the last two days of interacting with some students from Cedarville College, yes. journalism students. I'm very honored that uh Professor Gilbert from Cedarville asked me to be part of a panel, uh an advisory panel for their uh, digital arts program, which includes journalism, which includes media, broadcasting, video production, and all that kind of stuff. I have some expertise in some of what they do there, no expertise in some of what they do. So they had a very well-rounded panel, and it was awesome to be part of it and to talk to students and answer students' questions. And since Cedarville is a Christian university, one of the questions, which I thought was outstanding, was how do we maintain our faith uh, and plug into and be a part of a culture that is sometimes indifferent to our faith, sometimes hostile to our faith. And, you know, when you get a question like that, I would love to have had some big, revelatory, new way for this person to stay faithful and to make an impact in their world. But much like cliches become cliches because they're true statements, Yeah. Um. There are just some things that work because they're tried and true. And it's not a fresh idea to say, read your Bible every day, pray, journal, spend quiet time with God, connect with God. But much like you going to Mass, much like me going to church, much like, it's a spiritual discipline. Yes. And it's worked over time, and so when people ask the question, how do I stay faithful, I don't have a new revelation for you. I can just tell you that in every business, in every endeavor in life, there are things that have been done and are typical of successful companies for decades. Why? Because they work, and you borrow from successful people to be successful yourself. In much the same way, people who are making an impact for the kingdom of God are people who make an effort every day to be disciplined, just like you would in your diet, in your exercise regimen, in your relationship with your spouse, your kids. You have to spend time with them. You have to connect with them. You have to invest in them. And that's the same way with God. I have never spent a season of my life seeking, truly seeking God, and had God say, sorry, man, you made me wait too long. I'm not interested in connecting with you. I mean, the discipline is a word that we kind of <laughs> recoil from because it doesn't sound discipline. Like, yeah, give me more discipline. But spiritual disciplines, good habits, practices, regimens, yeah, they work. 
they work. Reminders. And, in your um, a friend of mine yesterday shared a quote with me that I want to share with you, and this is from a new book, but it is it is true in spirituality. It is true in business. The book's name is Atomic Habits. Okay. Atomic Habits, which I love that name because it atomic is an energy word. It's an action word. It's an explosive word, and that's what habits can be, good or bad. They can be explosive. The quote from the book is, Every action you take is a vote toward the type of person you're trying to become. Every action you take is a vote toward the type of person you're trying to become. So if you're doing and exercising spiritual disciplines, reading scripture, journaling, praying, that's a vote toward the type of person you want to become. You want to become closer to God. You want to have God impress upon you the things that you need to do as a disciple of Christ to enlarge his kingdom and bring comfort, enlightenment, all those things to the people that you encounter. So, but if you, by contrast, exercise, you know, selfish habits, lazy habits spiritually, you'll stray from God and you won't make the impact that you want it to make. I, you know, the discipline part of it is, is key. Okay. I've seen it in my life when I'm disciplined, there's more peace. Mm -hmm. And even when you uh, feel like you're not connected spiritually, you still have to be determined to exercise the discipline of praying and going to church, even though sometimes it's okay that you feel like you're beating your head up against the wall. And that, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, had this conversation. Are you even listening? Are you even, Absolutely. are you, are you, you're not listening you know, where are this, you? I'm trying to what connect. Is this, what is this personal relationship we're yeah. supposed to have? <laughs> you know, and it's there. And I just want to encourage everybody to study that course and that discipline. Stay with the Bible study, even though if you don't feel like it. You know, the, the thing that we try to, and I think you do this with your family. I try to do this with my family. And I say this quite a bit, but I think it's vital. I think it's uh, one of the many keys in life to f seeking some type of peace and some hap uh, happiness and encourage it is to, to find that balance of mental, uh, physical, and spiritual. And it's hard to do, to do it every day, to be disciplined, to do it every single day, but it certainly can be done. And if you're going to put those in order, uh, balance spiritually is at the top of that list. No doubt. No doubt about it. And but, that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about this new job is because it allows me to get into a routine. Yeah. When you don't have a job and you're just sitting around, I mean, I had my spiritual routine in the morning, but then my other routines were not disciplined. And now I have a routine. And God is a God of systems. He designed our bodies with yeah. nervous system, digestive system. All <laughs> God is a God of order. And it's good to have order and discipline and systems in your life yeah. and habits and routines and make sure that they're good routines and uh, it will take you to a good well, place. So. Thank you for uh, punching down and doing a lowly uh, podcast with your former radio partner. Somebody yesterday get... said I'm cheating on you by getting <laughs> yes, a radio Yes, you are. They all want to know. But that's the okay. Podcast will continue. The podcast will continue. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> 
Spiel's at least until the garage is paid off. At least you, you better believe it. <laughs> at least until that garage door is paid off. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, Friday, fun. we give away $250 to four people in COVID-19 relief. Get your nominations in. We appreciate that. Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com. Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, patronize our sponsors and let them know you heard about it on the podcast. Everybody have a great day. I'll talk to you this afternoon, 98.9 The Answer at 5 p.m. Looking forward to that. Please interact, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.